racism as a way to topple the nation. And welcome to episode number 145 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That is R-A-N-D-U-M-B-Thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking about systemic racism. And we've got a clip for you from CNN's own Don Lemon, along with legendary actor, Morgan Freeman back from 2014 that I think sheds a lot of light on things. We are going to be talking about the gun that looks like it's made out of Lego bricks, and that's causing a little bit of an issue with some people. But I want to start out by saying a very happy 60th anniversary to my parents. They took the whole family out over the weekend which was nice one to begin with to be out at a nice restaurant no social distancing nobody wearing masks except for a few of the bussers at the restaurant but a good time was had by all and 60 years is an amazing accomplishment as i've talked about over the course of this podcast the health issues that my dad had dealt with and he's doing quite well. And then over the last year, the health issues that my mom has dealt with, which is still kind of hard to wrap my brain around. Because up until about August, she had never had any major health issues, went into the ER thinking it was just a gastrointestinal kind of thing, heartburn that wouldn't go away, and found out that one, she had colon cancer. And two, before they could do anything with the colon cancer, they had to take care of two blocked arteries, which unfortunately were in a place where they couldn't do the easy route of stints. So she had double bypass, then recovered from that, had cancer surgery, and is doing quite well. So thanks to everybody that continues to ask. Congratulations to my parents. 60 years and counting. If you're in the Chicago area, Gibson Steakhouse is about the best that there is. I love the bone-in ribeye, but everything from the appetizers to the desserts there is always awesome. I was disappointed they didn't have the calamari on the menu. And of course, this was a issue of not being able to get what they needed. So there's a lot of this going around in restaurants in Joe Biden's America. Not able to get what they need to serve their customers and they're not able to get enough employees there was an axios poll that i just saw that was linked off of the drudge report that claims 1.8 million americans have turned down jobs due to the unemployment benefits they were getting being better or more palatable to them than actually having a job. And that is a problem. That's one of the issues with any of these social programs that is put into place to be a safety net. When they become 
more palatable than doing the job, then there's a problem. When people are more incentivized not to work than to go back to work, that is a problem. That is something that needs to be discussed. That's something that the leftists, that's something that the Democrats at this point are pushing for universal basic income, these kind of concepts. And the end result is people would rather be on the dole and take a government check for doing nothing than getting off their butts and doing something. 1.8 million people turned down employment because they were loving them. Some unemployment benefits, not a good sign. And we hopefully, as a nation, will start realizing this and moving in the right direction. The economy is still going south. Somehow the stock market is continuing to be stable, rise a little bit. But you want to watch that because that can change at any minute. The cost of goods continuing to go up. We've complained about that enough over the last few episodes. Gas, food, everything else. So the money in your wallet is worth less today than it was a couple of months ago. And a lot of people don't quite realize that yet. A lot of people are still in the euphoria of we can go out again. There were a lot of people at the steakhouse over the weekend. And it is a very expensive steakhouse. A lot of money was flowing. And people are out. They're enjoying the big steaks. They're out enjoying the $17 Moscow mules. And that is only going to last for so long. People are going to realize their money is worth less. There was another article I saw that said millennials who are making 100000 or so a year, which, I mean, it's kind of crazy. I don't know. But they're making 100000 a year and they're living paycheck to paycheck because nobody ever taught the kids how to budget. Nobody ever taught them that maybe you should start putting some money away and not blow it all just because you have it. The school systems are way more interested in teaching you critical race theory now rather than how to balance a checkbook, how to be fiscally responsible, how not to prefer being on the dole to actually working and making your way. I don't get it, but maybe I'm just old. One thing we've been hearing all over the mainstream media as of late is how bad the United States is. It's a systemically racist country, which goes all the way back to the founding fathers, which is why we're toppling statues. We've been told that this country was founded on a horrible idea, that the Constitution is bad, the Declaration of Independence bad, everything bad, because it was all done by a bunch of white guys. And if it was done by a bunch of white guys, by default, it must be bad. The system was flawed from the start, so it must be torn down to put something else in its place, which, you know, maybe communism, socialism, Marxism, one of those would be much better, according to a lot of people today. But the systemic racism thing is something I've ranted about quite a bit. Because it's not something that I understand. You can say, ah, it's because you're a white guy. Maybe. But I've lived long enough 
where I think I would have seen a lot of this stuff. And I understand there are economic separations in this country, but I don't believe that there is a racial divide, at least not the way it is being pushed in the mainstream media right now. I've talked about the Weather Underground and how one of the biggest things they wanted to do to usher in the Marxism or communism that they were looking to usher in, one of the things you had to do was separate the black from the white. You had to have that racial strife. You had to separate the rich from the poor. You had to have that economic strife. You had to separate the police from the citizens. You had to have that strife as well. All of that added together would have your citizens up in arms for a change because they don't know any better. Their brains are filled with mush, much like Uncle Joe Biden, and they don't understand the system. They don't understand that this is a country that already had things put into place to allow people from all sorts of origins, all sorts of sexual orientations, all sorts of religious orientations to succeed. We're being told now, seemingly around the clock, that if you are black in the United States of America, that you cannot get a fair shake. There's a lot of talk of reparations because the system is against the black people, allegedly, and we must make good on that in order to move forward. So I was quite interested at finding this clip, which I found through the Dave Rubin program on Blaze TV. But he brought this clip, which is of CNN anchor Don Lemon, along with legendary actor Morgan Freeman. This goes back to the Barack Obama era in 2014. You know, people were feeling uh, pretty different then, even though we're being told now this is a systemic problem that has existed since the beginning of the country. I think they're forgetting the people today that Barack Obama is black and that he was the president of this country for eight years. But this is why this clip is so interesting. We go back to the Barack Obama era and we have a black gay CNN anchor, Don Lemon, speaking to a black actor in Morgan Freeman that everybody knows Morgan Freeman. I mean, if you're lucky, you've never heard Don Lemon, but everybody knows Morgan Freeman. You know his voice when you hear it. You don't even have to see Morgan Freeman. You know Morgan Freeman when he talks. He is an iconic person. He has made a whole lot of money and has had a whole lot of success here in the United States of America. Now, when we join this conversation, Don Lemon and Morgan Freeman are talking about race. They're talking about the concept of making it in the United States. And we're going to start with Don Lemon posing a question to Morgan Freeman saying, you know, hey, we hear all the time people say it's America. You can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. 
And Morgan Freeman has one hell of an answer, I think. It's hard to, when you say that to some people, because they say, oh, there you go with a pull yourself up by the bootstraps thing. And, you know, you're just being respectable. Not everybody can do that. Everybody can. Everybody doesn't. Courage. Courage is the key to life itself. There are a lot of people who are born in situations where they say, well, I'll never get out of this. So they won't. I say to people who say, well, I, I would like to have done so-and-so and so. So you could have done it. So, well, I couldn't get out of here. Man, the bus runs every day. <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah. So there you go. The bus runs every day. Or the answer when you said, oh, well, you say you can, everybody can pull themselves up by their bootstraps. And Morgan Freeman says everybody can. In fact, and he talks about people having the excuses for, you know, I could have done that, but I'm stuck here. I couldn't have done that because of X, Y, and Z. And the reality is these programs that are being thrown down everybody's throat now, including critical race theory in the schools, are intentionally there in order to make a bunch of people feel like they cannot do something that the deck is so stacked against them that they cannot succeed without help. And that's a total lie. And that is destructive. That is what is keeping people from gaining their full potential. The belief that they cannot achieve something. We've had a black president in this country. And there we were back in 2014. Don Lemon's still an anchor now, but we have a gay black anchor on CNN. We have Morgan Freeman, one of the most successful actors of my generation. And explain to me exactly what has kept these gentlemen down. Just as we talked about with the minimum wage being put into place to intentionally keep the minorities out of work. People need to wake up and understand that these programs are not being put into place to help somebody. They're being put into place to intentionally hurt. It's a power grab. It's about getting more votes. It is not about helping people succeed. It is about keeping them on the dole, reliant on the government, so people will keep voting Democrat. Period. That's what it's about. This is not about helping black people. This is not about helping anybody except the politicians themselves. But if you listen to Don Lemon today, he's telling you that racism is bad. He talks about it all the time. Systemic racism. We have to do something. Well, he was tired of talking about race in 2014. The clip continues with I thought what you said was fascinating because you called it bull when you said people can't, you know, pull themselves up. Do you think that race plays a part in wealth dis- distribution or either a mindset that you can't? Today? Or cannot? Yeah. No, you don't. No, I don't. I know you and I we're proof. Why would race have anything to do with it? Stick your put your mind to what you want to do and go for that. Uh, it's kind of like religion to me. It's a good excuse for not getting there. Yeah. 
You know, I said, it's probably getting me in trouble, but I said to some of my colleagues recently, so I know that it's an issue, but I've been, it seems like every single day on television, I'm talking about race and it's because of the news cycle. It's in the news, but I'm so, sometimes I get so tired of talking about it. I want to, I want to just go, this is over. Can we move on? And, and if you talk about it, it exists. Right. Yeah. It's not like it exists and we refuse to talk about it, but making it a bigger issue than it needs to be is a problem we have. Now, I think that is an utterly amazing clip in today's climate. We have Don Lemon saying back in 2014 that he's tired of talking about the racism thing over and over and over again. He says he'll probably get in trouble for saying that. Well, get in trouble by who? He worked for CNN. So are we to believe that CNN is the one that was intentionally pushing the racism stories? I think we all know the answer to that. And Don Lemon was getting tired of it. But did Don Lemon stand up to CNN? No, he's still taking their money. And he's once again pushing that narrative that systemic racism is the problem, even though it seems that he's well aware of the fact that it is not. Then you have Morgan Freeman say that talking about racism exacerbates the problem, the way this is being covered. And yes, he's exactly right. And that is why the CNNs and MSNBCs of the world, why the Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's of the world, why the far left radicals of the world want to push the racism story. It divides people. And the end result is only the people in politics are the ones that get any gain out of any of this. Morgan Freeman admitted there at the end of the clip that talking about something like this where it doesn't exist is, in fact, a problem. And it will cause more problems. Because if you're black and you're watching CNN, you're like, I believe these people. This is true. It's a racist country. I'm going to go out and riot in the streets because the color of my skin won't allow me to get a fair shake here. They don't understand logic if you believe that because you're watching Don Lemon on the screen. You forget Barack Obama existed. Morgan Freeman, you're like, ah, oh, that guy's just, he's just an idiot. I don't understand the concept no matter what color your skin is, where you think you cannot make it in the United States of America. There's been a lot of people with a lot of different political backgrounds, with a lot of different skill sets that have made a quite tidy sum of money and made a pretty good life here in the United States. A lot of these people are asked, well, okay, if it's so bad here, where would you rather go? What country is better? And people usually can't figure out an answer for that one. You see what's going on in Cuba right now. They are protesting in the streets, which in Cuba is a big deal. They're carrying American flags, but unlike, you know, around here where they're burning them, no. The people in Cuba want freedom. They're looking to the United States to help. And Joe Biden, he's still sleeping in the basement of the White House. 
Where are you at, Joe? Where are you at? Here's your chance to make a real difference on the international stage. Cuba is in an upheaval right now. The Castros are gone. Something could be done. Freedom could be brought to Cuba. But Joe's asleep. And he's in the pocket, it seems, of those with far left ideology who love them some Cuba. They love them some communism. They want some of that here. I think there's an easy solution. Anybody in Cuba that is desiring freedom, let's bring them over here. Let's bring them to the United States. Not a problem. Anybody currently in the United States that craves themselves some communism, craves themselves some Marxism or socialism, let's send them to Cuba. It's an absolutely perfect arrangement. And the people here relocating to Cuba, they can't complain. The weather is great in Cuba. Send them to Cuba. Bring everybody in Cuba that wants freedom here. And I'd say that was a hell of a solution. But I thank Dave Rubin and the Blaze for bringing that Don Lemon and Morgan Freeman clip to light. I think it's interesting to go back and look at these things from just a few years ago and wonder exactly what it was that has changed the narrative, which has changed what is being pushed at you as a reality and with textbooks now going digital with michelle obama right before barack obama took office saying we're going to have to rewrite our history you don't get to rewrite history i know i've said that before but you don't get to do that you could work on the country you can work on making the country better If you think you have problems, then you deal with them now, but you cannot rewrite your history. History is not being taught, and that's just as bad, but that is because the education system is also failing. Learn your history, kids. It will carry you well, and also learn how to communicate well face-to-face, not just on your little devices, texting. Being able to speak eloquently is a skill that is getting harder and harder to find, and it's one that will carry you in a whole lot of different arenas throughout your life. And I would like somebody to ask Don Lemon exactly where his viewpoint changed, because he was quoted in an interview with the Washington Post about a month ago when asked about the situation of what's going on in the world right now said, quote, but there's also this false reality that we're living in a post-racial world after the election of Barack Obama. That was all bullshit. It was a wake-up call to white people who thought we were living in a non-racist world. We're living in two different realities as black and white people. We know as black people what was lurking below the surface. I still believe that Trump was the necessary wake-up call for America to realize just how racist it is, end quote. So, Don, seven years ago, you said the exact opposite. So explain why. Were you lying then? 
Are you lying now? Did you have some kind of an epiphany between then? If so, what was it? Because if you cannot explain how you've had that massive of a switch in the way that you think in a small amount of time, then we know you're nothing more than a paid shill of the George Soros types who want to push racism as a way to topple the nation. But we need an explanation, Don. We do. Now, the final story we have is kind of an interesting one. It is about a gun that the creators are calling a Block 19, which is a Glock 19, which is modified to look like it is made out of Lego bricks. And I mean, I think it looks pretty damn cool. Of course, this has caused outrage across the nation because, you know, guns aren't toys, I guess, is the bottom line. And I'm kind of torn on this one. I mean, this is a free country. If you want to modify your gun to look like a toy, you should be able to do so. Now, if you let that get into the hand of a child, then you should be held accountable for that. But that is the case with every last gun. We've heard, interestingly enough, for years, one of the problems with handguns is, well, they look like a toy. Kids are used to playing with guns. And because guns can resemble a toy, that is a problem. So this is just taking this to the utmost level of absurdity, really, when you have a gun that then appears like it was made out of Lego bricks. Now, I don't really think there's anything Lego can do about this because they're not infringing upon a copyright or a trademark. There are other companies who make toys like this that use the same kind of interlocking system. I mean, that's really all you have is an interlocking system with a couple of studs that are different colors that makes a Lego brick look what a Lego brick looks like. In this case, the company that created these, and they're just a customizing company out of Utah called Culper Precision. So they're the type of company, they don't make guns. You send them your gun and they can do stuff with it to customize it to your liking. So I don't really think there's anything Lego can do about this. This was brought to Lego's attention through a Michael Bloomberg affiliated organization called Moms Demand Action, where the woman that tweeted at Lego saying, This Lego Glock is an actual thing. Well, they don't call it a Lego Glock, so you were wrong there. You can buy, build, and shoot. Well, you can't really build it. They customize the gun. I don't know if they understand that's not really. A gun made out of Lego, but you don't really expect much from the left. The tweet continues. Honestly, what childhood toy is more welcoming than a big old pile of blocks? A lot. There were a lot of toys I had which were more welcoming than a big old pile of blocks. But she points out unintentional shootings among children have risen by 30% in the past year. And that stat may be true. What about all the other violence that's been going on? Why don't you want to talk about that? The interesting thing here is, of course, 
Culper Precision. This is not their main product. This is something that they did for fun. And I had never heard of Culper Precision before. Have you? I know almost every one of you is shaking your head. No, I'm sure maybe there's somebody out there. Gun loving who had heard of this company in Utah that does gun customizations. But I would go out on a limb and say a vast majority of the people hearing my voice right now had never heard of Culper Precision in Utah, and they now have. I don't think a lot of these people still understand how marketing and viral marketing works and what companies will do to try to get attention. And on the Culper Precision homepage right now is a whole big bunch of text about thanking everybody for coming to their site and how they were glad to help spark the debate about gun safety. Because here's the funny thing. People that own guns are actually concerned with gun safety. This is not something that people who own guns responsibly would want left around when children were around. People that own guns responsibly understand the carnage that they can cause. But those of us who own guns also understand that they are a vital tool for people to protect themselves from crime and from out of control governments. Go back and read the founding father's notes and understand how important it is to be able to be armed in a free society. It really is sad that stories like this one about a gun that looks like it was covered with Lego bricks makes front page news and the amount of shootings in the city of Chicago doesn't get talked about, gets buried. It shows you all about how the mainstream media spins a narrative to get you to think what they want you to think. All I want you to think is that you're listening to the best podcast you've heard in a long, long time, and you want to support the show. We do work on the value for value model, which means we put these shows out there. There's no paywall. You don't have to pay anything up front. But we ask if you got any value out of the show whatsoever, that you send some value back our way. One of the ways to do that is monetarily. Pick a number that means something to you. Decide if this show is worth a buck or two, a latte, a steak dinner, whatever that may be. Go over to random thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com slash donate. Click the donate button. If you want to go through PayPal one time or monthly, use the QR code or wallet addresses if you want to do the crypto thing. Or you can use the P.O. Box address if you want to go the snail mail route. All of them are appreciated. We got a couple of executive producers to thank for today. First and foremost, Keith Von Dyke, who has been coming through for us every month for a long, long time with 10 bucks. We appreciate that, Keith. And our buddy D.E. Metis of the Fun Fact Friday show, Metis Pod and others coming in with his monthly three bucks. We appreciate that. If you're listening on a podcasting 2.0 app, you can boost us right now. Boost it, boost it, boost it. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go to newpodcastapps.com and get all the latest information. 
We appreciate everybody who has supported the show over the last couple of years, everybody that listens, giving us your time, because I know there's a lot of different things you could be listening to right now. I appreciate that you're listening to this podcast. With that said, I will be back next Wednesday with another edition of Random Thoughts. And until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. 